black helicopter crowd notion. The tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. It's crazy, but now they're right. Black helicopter crowd really is upset. The people are stupid and they're drunk. There'll be a revolution and they're going to lose. There are too many guns and too many people ready to fight them. I am a man of peace, but we have gangsters running this country. Criminals, gangsters. We're normal. We see total criminal takeover, the death of freedom. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm trying to awaken people, but look at the morons around you. They're zombies. joining the online studio you are unmuted and can speak with the host what's up everybody what's good y'all welcome to another episode of the podcast this is black helicopter news episode let's see what is this this is episode 178 and we're here live at our new wall township wbhn nj studios today's january 27th 2022 1.13 p.m. Today we're going to be talking about hitchhikers. More specifically, some of the scariest moments, some of the scariest stories about hitchhiking. Alright, we're just going to jump into this episode. This is on buggedspace.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. This is under True Crime, the creepiest hitchhiking stories that will make you think twice before picking up a stranger. Now, I never, I have never picked up a hitchhiker, and I never would, personally. But, um, you know, for some people, but for some, some people, hitchhiking's perfectly normal. Uh, picking them up or doing it yourself you know, sticking out your thumb and just, uh, you know, see who's willing to stop for you. I'd rather walk personally because of some stories that I've always heard about, you know, much like some of the stories we'll be going over today. But, you know, you know, if, you know, in a perfect world, you meet a normal person, you know, you're giving them a normal ride, you know, no big deal. Unfortunately, you know, this is a sick world. This is a crazy, mad world. So, in these hitchhiking stories, some may have survived, but barely. And after hearing these stories, you'll think twice before picking up your next hitchhiker. We'll just uh, start with some of these. These are all from Reddit. One Redditor said, his cousin vanished while hitchhiking. My aunt's eldest son hitchhiked a lot through New Brunswick back in the 70s and vanished one summer. And the best the police could come up with was that he was picked up by someone, murdered, and his body dumped in the St. John River. They never found his body, and his aunt never got closure. So, you know, my mother told me that when I was young to discourage me from hitchhiking, and it worked. Here's another one. Never ever pick up a hitchhiker. From Redditor, this one said, So this was told to me by an old family friend, Nikki, numerous times as a kid growing up, as one of those life advice stories, just to keep in mind. You know, and uh, to her credit, I've never forgotten it. Whenever anything associated with hitchhiking comes up, this story always springs to mind and it always will. 
So Nikki grew up at the same time as my dad. So this was about early 80s, I believe. Um, was a, I believe, I believe she was about in her mid 20s. Uh, one of those real kind-hearted souls, you know, one of them real nice people that always was willing to help another out. So, driving this city about two hours or so, you know, out of town, she saw a man walking down the side of the road. As she neared, he turned, you know, like the hitchhikers do, and stick out the thumb. And, you know, this kind woman pulled over and asked him if he needed any help. She told me he was really polite, a little bit shy. Uh, when he asked for a lift into the city, she just opened the door, let him on in. He tossed his bag in the back, got in the passenger seat, buckled up, and they rolled out. They talked pleasantly for most of the trip about, you know, small talk, friends, news, weather, etc. And she thought they were getting along really well. And she even bought him dinner at the pit stop when they were about halfway through their trip. And she said he seemed really flustered and awkward when she paid. But one of the things they talked about was money and how he was pretty strapped for cash. So that was why he was hitchhiking and to begin with. But, you know, they continued their journey. And as soon as they got into the city, he thanked her profusely for the ride and the food. And he just asked to be dropped off once they hit downtown. Before getting out, he asked for her phone number so he could contact her someday and catch up. She thought nothing of it. She thought that was great. She considered him like a new friend. So she wrote the number down and she felt like she did a good thing. She felt like she did a good deed. But now, here's something where it gets creepy. The last part of the story. A week later, she got a phone call. She got a phone call from this guy. The hitchhiker. He didn't let her get in a word edgewise after hello. He told her, ready for this? He said that she should thank God that she was raised so nice. Because when he first got in her car, he was planning on bringing her once they got to that pit stop. And then he was going to steal the car and dump her body in a ditch and just go on his merry way. But after she was so kind to him and treated him to dinner, he couldn't bring himself to do it. He didn't think he could live with himself after doing that to such a nice lady. And to please, please, he said, Nikki, please never ever pick up another hitchhiker. And then he hung up the phone. She never got a call from him again. And when she tried redialing, she got a payphone. And so, uh, Mr. Hitchhiker, I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to take that advice to the bank, straight to the bank.
we are being a murderer. Next one, this is kind of short. The nice couple had a corpse in their car. A man was hitchhiking across the county and got a ride from a couple. While after he got home, he saw them on the news. They had killed a man earlier and were driving with his corpse in their car. They had killed and robbed a few folks before then. He was surprised though that they were so nice. The woman in the box. Here's another one. A woman accepted a ride from a couple with a baby. They kidnapped her and held her for seven years. In 1977, Colleen Stan was hitchhiking from her home in Eugene, Oregon to a friend's home in Northern California where she was heading to a birthday party. Cameron Hooker, born November 5, 1953, kidnapped 20-year-old Stan after picking her up. Stan stated that she was an experienced hitchhiker and allowed two rides to go past before accepting the ride with, with him. She said she felt confident climbing into the blue van, into the blue rape van, because his wife, Janice, and their baby were in the car. Sounds logical. When they stopped at a gas station along the way, she went to use the bathroom. A voice told her to run, <laughs> you know, jump out the window and never look back, she recalls. But she calmed her fears and went back. She went back to the rape van. This is the 70s. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody getting in rape vans anymore. According to Stan and Janice Hooker's testimonies, once they were alone in an isolated area, he pulled off the highway and put a knife to her throat and then was subsequently locked into a wooden head box, which was designed to prevent light, sound, and fresh air from entering. 
Wow. Here's another one. Here's another one from a from a former redditor. There's this middle-aged man who lives in a town he's from. He was generally genuinely sweet and caring and, you know, from a small town. One day he picked up a hitchhiker just outside of town, told him to jump into the bed of the truck and he'll drive him to Walmart. About halfway there, the hitchhiker shot him in the back of the head. For no reason. Didn't even steal anything. The man didn't die, but he became permanently disabled with severe brain damage. It's crazy, right? Just because. Now we'll end with this one. The murder of Philip Frazier. In 1988, 25-year-old Philip Frazier had planned to attend the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. On June 14th, he left his hometown of Anchorage, Alaska to drive to Evergreen and complete his enrollment. Frazier first had to cross the border and drive through Canada. On June 18th, he stopped at a cafe in a rural community of 40 Mile Flats, British Columbia. It was there that he crossed paths with an unidentified male hitchhiker who asked him for a ride. According to an eyewitness, Frazier initially turned him down and started driving away, but suddenly reconsidered and stopped his car and let him in. This would be the last time Frazier was seen alive. On July 27th, his body was found in a remote gravel pit near the community of Stewart. Many of his personal possessions were never recovered. Approximately eight hours after he was seen in 40 Mile Flats, a couple from the town of Kiwanga pulled over to help a motorist with car trouble. The man was driving Frazier's vehicle and matched the description of the mysterious hitchhiker at the cafe. He spent the night at the couple's home and gave them a backstory that was similar to Frazier's. It was apparent that he took over Frazier's or was trying to take over his identity. And he also tried to sell Frazier's car, but when the couple turned him down, the man fixed the vehicle and went on his way. Twelve hours later, the vehicle was abandoned and set on fire at a car wash in Prince George. The hitchhiker was never seen for again, and he's never been identified. Well, folks, I don't know if that'd change your opinion on whether or not you would ever pick up a hitchhiker. But for me, it does.
life when he's got to face some facts. And one fact I got to face is that whatever it is that women like, I ain't got it. I chased after enough girls in my life. I, I went to enough dances. I got hurt enough. I don't want to get hurt no more. I just called up a girl this afternoon. I got a real brush off, boy. I figured I was past the point of being hurt, but that hurt. Some stupid woman who I didn't even want to call up. She gave me the brush. No, Ma, I don't want to go to Stardust Ballroom because all that ever happened to me there was girls made me feel like I was a, a bug. I got feelings, you know. I had enough pain. No thanks, Ma. Muted. <laughs>